Hi, this is Mike Bursell, voice of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and Living with the Land. Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of the Mickey Dudes podcast. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another fantastic and exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Fitzgerald, fresh back from just shy of a fortnight in the vacation kingdom of the world. Um, alongside me this evening are two of our fantastic rotating commentators from uh, some Ramada in somewhere. It's Marriott brand. It's Marriott. Oh. Uh, Joe Quattrochi. What's up, everybody? I'm glad just to be part of the uh, Disney media tonight. So, <laughs> Taking some liberties with those words there, Joe. <laughs> Apart, Disney and media are not words that have ever been used to describe this show. And from Houston, Texas, Jeff Williams. Flash photography, I wouldn't. That alters homing signal, and that's not good. Also, uh, you might have to explain what Fortnite is. It's not that video game thing everybody plays. I actually haven't played that game in such a long time, but it was just shy of two weeks. Steven would be very proud of me using uh, Fortnite in the proper connotation um, <laughs> for that one. I just so used the term. I just used the term with my uh, teenage daughter today. I thought there's no way in the world she's gonna know what I was talking about, but she just did uh, um, Romeo and Juliet, and I use it in, in Romeo and Juliet. So did they talk about Fortnites in Romeo and Juliet? Yep. They say was Fortnite. Tomato Temple there? <laughs> you just went over my head. It it's from the game. You know what? It's fine. <laughs> Joe, do you have any idea what Tomato Temple is? I, I don't. That's why I'm just keeping quiet in the corner. <laughs> Very good then. Uh, I'm just impressed that every show we do, Jeff sticks to his line. <laughs> well, there was a period of time that I forgot what my line is, and then whatever. <laughs> I I did go to see the Muppets while I was there, and you know it was the last full day that we were there, and I'm like, you know what, I may never see this again. I gotta go. <laughs> right. Been around for 20 years. It's still fantastic. Although I'm the guy who probably gonna fly down for illuminations for the last show so i would not fly down for the last show i would fly down for one of the first um of the new show for Epcot. well you could do both if you stayed monday night if, and well, Tuesday. yeah if you time it right I, you know i probably could uh, and i did just get a email offer from disney for 30 percent off you got a bounce back uh no we did not this was actually different than a bounce back i got a um pin code while we were there nice Special offer for past guests. Come back to the en enchantment with this great offer. Save up to 30% on select rooms. Uh, but it would not work as Epcot Forever starts when? I think it's October 1st. Yeah. Epcot's birthday. Yeah, this ends August 28th. So that I have I have noticed that. After Galaxy's Edge opens, there are like no special rates on rooms. <laughs> well, it's funny how that works. <laughs> um, I'm going to guess that they're going to be a little bit busy and may not need offers to sell rooms during that time frame. Nope. 
You know what's crazy is I was looking at some, speaking of Galaxy's Edge and Hollywood Studios, I was seeing some more updated uh, pictures and concept art of the new entrance. I'm kind of excited about that. The new tram drop off, new security. It's going to make getting into Hollywood Studios a lot more smooth. Well, the new security is kind of a debacle right now because right now it forms a weird L. But when it's all done, it's going to be like so much better. Yeah, there are certainly some growing pains. The new bus stops are not bad. I, I do enjoy the two long runs as opposed to the baton death march out into the middle of the parking lot that was there before. <laughs> right. You I don't think there's walled in. I don't think there's a worse bus stop though than Disney Springs. Because if you're like on that when it's the further the closest to the street and you gotta walk all the way around to the backside, like feels like that walk goes forever. You mean Pop Century? I guess, yeah. <laughs> Pop Century and Art of Animation. That's why I love taking my boat back to Saratoga, Disney Springs. Well it's one, one perk about that. We uh we did end up a couple of times um bussing to anywhere else and walking we actually bussed to the contemporary once, Wilderness Lodge once to get to Magic Kingdom from Disney Springs because there is no easy way to do that. And the walk to contempor from Contemporary to Magic Kingdom is 10 minutes, so it's it's very, very worth it um, for the extra whatever. And that's actually the same bus, Wilderness Lodge Contemporary. Yes, they're sister resorts. You how? Know, how are they sister resorts? I don't understand that. They're just on the same side of, like, you know, it's always Poly, Grand Floridian, Wilderness Lodge Contemporary. They've shared boats in the past. Weird. Well, it's funny you should say that because, you know, last week's show, we were talking about the short and long trips. And that's mm -hmm. one thing that I forgot to kind of allude to. And longer trips, you, you, you definitely take a more laid back approach to uh, things like even travel. Oh, like, yeah. Absolutely. You're 100% right, Jeff. <laughs> You're not Ubering everywhere. <laughs> well, we did Uber a couple of places. Yeah. However, the last day that we were there, we were going from Contemporary back to Magic Kingdom. And we we decided to take the monorail, and the the security guy that was doing the the checkpoint inside the contemporary was like, "You you guys know you could walk. It'll take like ten minutes, right? You you're not in a rush? <laughs> nah. You know it's twenty five minutes, right? Uh huh. Okay, it's it's the fourth stop on this, right? <laughs> yeah. You, you trying to tell me something? I'm surprised he questioned you. Is this a customs checkpoint <laughs> he did ask if i had anything to declare and show me I your papers <laughs> do you have papers yeah so it was a, a very long trip from contemporary to magic kingdom but worth every second of that monorail monorail ride uh speaking of long trips you know what made this long trip even better what's that what's that the joffrey's coffee that Heather got every morning in our room. Uh, it was the Mickey's 90th blend, and it was so good. In fact, we made our way down to Disney Springs to pick up the official coffee of the Mickey Dudes podcast and some Joffrey's Coffee Mickey 90, Mickey's 90th blend. And fun fact, as we were going through TSA, they had to swipe it down for alcohol or for uh, explosive residue. <laughs> they I don't know you. if that's fun or a fact, but it didn't happen. <laughs> Well, nice. it's not only uh, Jeff. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but it also saved me on Sunday night when I met Jeff and I met up with uh, Chuck and Heather. I was on empty at like seven thirty, eight o'clock at night, and got myself an iced coffee from Joffrey's Revive in Tomorrowland. Oh, and every it time. Was, oh, dude, it's like 
a little bit of skim milk in there, and I felt so much better. Now, at midnight, I was crashing at the annual pass holder event. I was pretty right. tired. we will get to, Joe. Which we don't... won't get to. But no, I just wanted to say how much you know, I appreciate our sponsor because they kept me awake so I could meet up with you guys for the next four hours. And five it hours. was a fantastic time. Uh, you know what else would have helped you on your quest for energy? Some extra DVC points to stay at DVCresellMarket.com. Well, I was going to say staying on property and being able to go back to your DVC uh, room. But yeah, that'll work. So yeah, Joe, going back to your DVC room would have saved you a lot of headache, but you know, you would have lost out on the great coffee. But doing that with our fine sponsors over at DVCresellMarket.com would have saved you a bunch of money. Looking at their website right now, they have contracts for, let's see, I see Animal Kingdom Lodge... They like to basically every DVC at uh, quite the significant savings from buying directly from the mouse. So if you're in the market for DVC resale, head over to DVCresellMarket.com and let them know that the Mickey Dudes podcast sent you. Uh, it's probably not going to get you anything extra. Maybe they'll <laughs> give you like a tote bag or something. Do they have tote bags? Do they have tote bags? If they have tote bags and you get one, send it to us. We don't have one of those. <laughs> All right. So. To kick off our show this week, we are going to go over the championship round of the what started off as Smarch Madness, went into April Anarchy, and is now just somehow carried over into May uh, bracket challenge, with <laughs> our championship being between the Haunted Mansion and the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Now, gentlemen, this was a very close championship match, but who do you think took it? Well, that's that's a loaded question because we talked about it about an hour ago. Yes, but... and we, we did all <laughs> answers. I was hoping that you would pretend. Professionalism, Jeff. I'm I'm professionally thinking Tower of Terror would have won, actually. Well, Joseph, uh, what would what would your guess be? Well, I would I would say, but the crew that we have would be Haunted Mansion because I I assume I vote for I would vote for Tower of Terror and I vote. Everybody else votes against me, it seems that. So, <laughs> so that's, a, that's a very good theory there, Joe. And you guys each switched what you voted for, by the way. Right. Neither of you picked what you voted for. Right. Um, you asked so me it, what I thought. I yeah. said, this crew, I said, I th would think that uh, Haunted Mansion would win. I want Tower of Terror to win. Okay. Right. And um, I was the same point. way. I, I thought for sure Tower of Terror would be the most popular. Then why yeah. didn't you vote for it? Well, no, it's not. It's not. Who, vote for the most popular. It's vote for when you don't want it to see go away, you know. And so, um, I, I thought I would be the minority, is what I'm saying. Oh, Picking the haunted mansion. In this case, you were not. Um, in a very close five to three uh, final round, the haunted mansion squeaks out over Tower of Terror with. Three people selecting Tower of Terror, obviously. Those people being Pat, Stephen, and our own Joe. We are then, all correct. <laughs> you're incorrect, as you lost. And then five people, the balance of us, selecting the Haunted Mansion. Now, this was a very, very good um, final round. I mean, two heavyweight contenders basically battling out for supremacy with... The the classic haunted mansion taking the uh, taking the lead, let's and, just and the champion. But it's just interesting that they're both how similar, uh, you know, conceit they both like have. You know, dark, dark uh, 
yeah. I don't want to say theming, but dark connotation or dark right. window or dark, <laughs> dark theming, I guess. Yeah. It's also it's dark lighting too. <laughs> ah. Well, it's, it's also funny, uh, Chuck, how we rode that twice during the annual pass holder night on Sunday. <laughs> and I had two completely different experiences on that on that attraction. The first time I rode it, I was paying attention. I was wide awake because I just had my Joffreys. I was enjoying the attraction for what it was. The second time we went on it, I was closing my eyes. It took a nice <laughs> little nap. Uh, <laughs> so I had two completely different experiences. And the nap was not because the attraction was boring. It's because I was completely exhausted. So, you know, all right, let's let's talk about that for a second. So this is a clear uh, delineation between the two, because here you have Haunted Mansion classic. It's a dark, it's a legit dark ride. So it's long, slow. It's on the Omnimover, um, you know, um, and then and then you have the Tower of Terror, which is is themed beautifully. You, you see this gigantic icon of the park, but it's over so fast. I mean, you, it seems like it's just a big queue and then and it's over. Um so it's different, definitely a modern ride versus an older design ride, which makes me wonder if we'll ever get another kind of Haunted Mansion Omnimover again. But So just to touch on Tower of Terror real quick, I did see something on this trip that I've never seen before, and now I don't know if I imagined it, but you know when you go through and you go about halfway and you get the lightning bolt video or the electrics, electricity video before you shoot back up? Yeah. Now, is there an alternate scene in that where you can see like little figurines that are clearly blacklit? Uh, there's four alternate scenes. Uh, okay, what's is that one of them where you see the like the little girl? Yeah. Okay, I had never seen that before in my life. Wow. And we got that. Um, cool. On one of our rides, and I went, "Wow, did they add that overnight?" That's uh, cool. Apparently, yeah. they did not. Uh, but it was it was fantastic, and, and knowing that it's there now adds to that rewritability. Right. Um, granted, it was very hard to see because it was night and blacklit, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it, it made the, the experience so much more fun. Right. I agree. They, they keep plussing it. I don't know. We'll see how far they plus it, though. They may plus it into Marvel. Uh, <laughs> you know what would have been oh, the ultimate not. plus? A lobby bar. Yeah, that that was confirmed. I know. At one point, all caps. <laughs> you know, they could do so much with that space. Not to get off topic here, but like the photo pass when you get off the ride. Yeah, they could do so much with that space down there. Yeah, but you can't do too much because it be, it'll become a choke point. That's true. You, you have an exit, right? Um, that will constantly have people going through it, meeting up with what something that's going to have people stopping and standing. So right. you got to keep that point of egress kind of free and flowing. Yeah. Um, but Haunted Mansion, uh, we haven't really touched on it. Um, I don't know what else could be said about that. It's a fantastic, classic Disney attraction. Um, it, it almost seems like the basis of where Haunted Mansion came from, or excuse me, where uh, Tower of Terror came from. To know that they can do this, I don't want to say darker side of Disney, but they can do a, a more dark side of Disney. <laughs> I want to say it, but I couldn't think of anything else. Right. Uh, and still draw, you know, 120 minute waits on some days or 90 minute waits. Or... Yeah, I know. I know. And that's a... impressive for an Omni mover, by the you way. You know, all right. So a couple of things about the 
Haunted Mansion. One of them is, I think, Fast Pass ruined that ride. Um, Fast whole... Pass ruined every ride. Let's true, yeah. But an Omni Mover, the whole concept is you just it just constantly keeps going and going and going. And in fact, I'm sure we all experience this. It, it stops all the time. Well, it's loading, unloading somebody with, uh, you know, uh, disabilities of some sort, and um, or they're just slower to to load or whatever. I think that's just part of the business of doing that kind of thing. But still, if you didn't have fast passes, man, you just I think a thing would just rock and roll. I don't I don't know why you would have to have fast passes on this. Plus, I've heard from I think Jim Hill and Lynn Testa. You know, this was the very first ride they they rolled out that uh, scene one uh, interactive uh, stuff. Yep. And and uh, any given time, and I'm sure you guys have seen this. Um, it's pretty not. It pretty much doesn't. Nobody gives a crap about it anymore. It, it's kind of like they're just trying to hurry up and get through that 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 area to get on the ride. To get uh, out of the sun. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And so I don't know it, it. That was a weird thing to add on to that ride, but um, you know, it's basically a big experiment. But uh, anyway, I mean, it is cool. I, I'm not knocking it. I, it's just one of those things that, like, if you're if you're in the mood to ride the ride, you, you know, they used to give it an option. I don't know if you guys remember that it was an optional thing. Um, well, it depends on the crowds. Yeah. Um, most times that we went this trip, you at least walk through some part of it, even if it was just along the outside edge. Yeah. Um, but it really is dependent upon the crowds. Yeah. When we had, uh, when our kids were little, littler, uh, they really had a blast in that area. Um, that, you know, that touchy feely, uh, interactive stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I just don't, I don't think it, it's wowing people over <laughs> like they planned, but and now they've got this Disney Play app out, and and I think everybody, they, it's it's obvious they want everybody to like play this game <laughs> while they're in line. Everybody's you know? faces are in their phones. I mean, yeah. it's Instagram, and I mean it's, and we're all guilty of it, right? I mean, but... Exactly. Guilty anyway. of what? Sorry, I was looking at my phone. Exactly. <laughs> ah, <laughs> bingo. Um. So yeah, that that was a, a fun little three-month tournament that we lost track of at some point in time we don't know how to tell time that's that's the but it's over but it's now over thank god we can wave the white flag insert one shining moment now jeff the haunted (laughs) the haunted mansion reigns supreme in the smarch madness april anarchy and by god it's may mickey dudes bracket challenge tournament yeah I guess we should start next year's bracket, like next month. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll be <laughs> the way we roll. All right. So speaking of uh, the Haunted Mansion and Joe's kind of tangent upon the annual pass holder event, this past weekend, uh, what was it, Sunday, Joe? Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, right? Sunday, Joe, myself, and I don't know, probably about 2,000 other pass holders had the chance to attend the VI pass holder night at Magic Kingdom. Now, this event ran from 11 p.m. till 1 a.m., even though the park closed at 10. So it's a little bit of a weird hour gap where apparently nothing was happening. Um, Where we got to experience low crowds and no free food. So, Joe, what was your take on this event? So, yeah, I thought it was weird because, yeah, the park closed at 10, but the event didn't start till 11 so it was it was odd in that fact, but yep. I think I think there was an hour gap trying to get the the quote unquote day guests through the lines and out the door. 
Um, I thought it was cool. Uh, I've been to the one at, at Epcot before, and this was much, much better because there's obviously when it was at Epcot, it was essentially future world only, and you're really essentially riding Soren and Test Track, and Test Track, the Fast Pass line wasn't open, or the uh, single rider line wasn't open, so you had to go through the designing the car every time, which most people just want to ride the ride. So you kind of only get like two rides and at most three tops uh this was great because we bounced around we met up it was myself and jen you and uh, heather yep. and uh you know we uh we bounced around we, we rode space mountain a couple of times it seemed like the majority of the people were still over at uh seven doors mine train <laughs> it was uh that was <laughs> yes. the majority of the park was there uh, but we rode uh big thunder twice space mountain twice we got on pirates uh got haunted mansion twice uh, I mean, we really just walked around. We did not wait more than 10 minutes for anything. I think probably the worst line we waited in was um, the choke point at Haunted Mansion, because that's always the worst part. And when the girl dropped her phone. Oh, uh, yeah. When the, so there was a girl, and if she's listening to the show. We felt bad for you. And it stinks, because if you know you would have been a listener, we would have said hi. Uh, she was taking a <laughs> selfie of her popcorn bucket on the stairs going down right when you enter Space Mountain, and she dropped her bucket of popcorn and dropped her phone over the edge of the railing, and that kind of held up the line, and we felt really bad for her, actually. Um, but that was, like, the slowest part of the whole night. We moved pretty quickly. Uh, well, <laughs> I felt bad for her. I mean... But, uh, it was a good, but listen, it was a good night. It was it's a nice good learning experience for everyone. Yeah, don't walk and try to. Instagram don't walk your... and try to Instagram at the same time because there's probably going to be stairs in front of you at some point or some elevation change, and you, you can't see it if you're not paying attention to where you're going. Well, on a side note, you know, good and well, you want to jump in that little ball pit down there just. To well, see. I mean, I I've thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> we all but... have. <laughs> it, it, it was it was good though. Like Jeff, like I mean. I can't speak for Chuck. I'm sure he'd agree too. It was a good, the magic kingdom was a good event. I mean, yeah. I liked it. Oh, and, that's you know, surprising. And it was weird. Cause it was a Sunday night and it was late. So yeah. you, it was diehards there. And you, there was a bunch of vloggers there. You see them walking around with their cameras, but for you to be out to 1am on a Sunday night, uh, you were diehard and it was a good time. And it was a beautiful evening. It was a little warm during the day, but the night was gorgeous and you couldn't ask for a better night. Fireworks were great. Um, it was just cool to be. It, it felt, you know what it did? It felt old school when they used to have the extra magic hours back, like in the when they first came out, like in the '90s, and like the park would empty out because there wasn't as many on-site guests, and you you had the park to yourself. That's kind of what, yeah. what it felt like. I I can see that. Yeah, it it was fantastic, Joe. I I fully agree with you. Um, now you did tap out a little early. I was um, tired, man. It was a little after midnight. We left an hour on the table, but we were yeah. there all day. So we did leave at 1 a.m., um, making it back to the hotel by like 2.15. So it, it was after 1 a.m. by the time we actually walked out. Um, we did just about everything that we wanted to. I mean, we did not do Seven Doors Mind Train, but to Joe's point, as 1 a.m. was rolling around, it still had quite the line. Um, we did Astro Orbiter at night, and that view was fantastic. I think we've ended out the, the night with Barnstormer because you, what else are you going to do? Um, they're like, yeah, if you guys want to stay on, just whatever. We'll, we'll just keep it going for you if you want. Um, so the cast members had a good time. There was the DJ dance party in Tomorrowland Plaza that I think I saw about six people at the entire night. <laughs> um, but the, the people that were there were pass holders. So... The, the park atmosphere changed a little bit 
Absolutely. Um, there, there was more of a sense of purpose and pride in def, def, the definitely itself. purpose, Chuck. That's a really good adjective. Like it was definitely like people were there to do attractions, or mm-hmm. there were vloggers there to vlog to their channels or wherever. Like what was going on? Like people were there. There was no neandering. People were going from A to B, doing knocking things off their list. I want to ride this. I want to ride that. Yeah, it was definitely a different crowd. You did not see a lot of families with strollers just neandering around. It was like couples and like single people and like younger people just like doing what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I noticed. Now the the illustration of the purpose of people is not more evident than when we went on Haunted Mansion one of the times. And everyone tried to cram into this small portion of space where uh, the door the, was. The door opens, and everyone knew where it was, so it wasn't happening. <laughs> you had uh, the the room full of people in the pre-show all trying to cram into that opening, and it did not happen. The cast member couldn't even get to the door. That's how many people were in the way. People knew what they were doing. Oh, people definitely knew what they were doing. Now, Jeff, have you ever done one of these events at Magic Kingdom? Not the annual pass holder ones. No, I've never. No, you've uh, done the hard ticketed events, right? Yeah. Oh, so and the that, DVC stuff, yeah. Okay, so that that has a little bit more of a hard ceiling on the amount of tickets that they sell or people that they allow in, right? I'd assume. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I found, from my experiences, uh, the DVC ones are always crazy busy. Um, my friends who've done other friends who've done the uh, annual pass ones, the V, uh, VI, V, what is it? VIP, VI pass holder, VI pass holder nights. Uh, maybe they're just, they've already kind of, uh, you know, been there, done that kind of thing. Because I know the first couple of them they've done were, were just nuts. Definitely the very first one was just ridiculous. If you go back and watch some of those vlogs, it was just a nightmare. Um, okay. So it's kind of cool that they're tapering down and being more. Uh, and maybe Sunday night was a, a good night to do it. So. Well, it's a Sunday. It's after a holiday, so like a lot of the locals have to go to work the next morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you change that to a Saturday night from eleven to one. You're gonna have a completely different. It's gonna be packed. I yeah. Think. Yeah. yeah. I, I fully agree, but I do believe it did sell out, if I'm not mistaken. Now, now, didn't Heather try to get a number? And yeah, the, she the tried to get a number, and they were not given out any information. It was tough because I mean, there was still a lot of people when it first started left over from the quote-unquote day guests that were now, still. It made it even more tough that it was the uh, Dancing World Cheerleading Academy Tournament of Worlds or whatever. <laughs> um, so you had thousands of teenage cheerleaders and their moms all seeing people going on to rides and then trying to go on to rides themselves. But I, I will give give uh, the cast members a, a ton of credit. They they put their foot down on that and, and, you know, staring down a wall at cheerleaders can't be the easiest thing to do sometimes with their attitudes and sass. And You know what they did, Jeff, was um, like, like Chuck said, when these people were trying to get on, you know, when the park was technically closed, is there were still day guests in the line, and you know that Disney's not gonna. Once you're, you, as long as you're in line before the park technically closes, you could finish the rides. Well, they were funneling all the VIP or VI pass holder people with the wristbands to the fast pass line, so you kind of just got like an automatic fast pass to go, to go onto the the attraction. So, yeah, 
So definitely even got in front of those people uh, when they, and the party technically didn't even start yet. It was like 10, 15 and we were doing that. So that was kind of cool. It's like a little yeah. bit of a bonus hour. Right. But it was good times. Yeah, I'm looking, it, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, like Jeff said, he just participated in the DVC events and I've done a DVC event at Animal Kingdom. I've done a VIP or VI Passover event at Epcot, now Magic Kingdom. And in our Mickey Dudes weekend, which uh, myself, Jeff, uh, Chucky won't be there, but uh, and some of the other guys, Dave and Tim and Michael and Steven, and I think I got everybody right, we'll all be down at the hard-ticketed event for uh, Hollywood Studios on Friday night. So it'll be fun to compare a hard-ticketed event to a DVC event to a VIP passholder event and see how, <laughs> how all of them compare um, in the experiences. So far, I agree with Jeff. I think the DVC one was a little, was a little crazy. Um, this was a little more laid back. So be fun to see. Uh, Friday night's going to be fun in a couple weeks. Yeah. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about uh, that at all, or is that uh, enough of a teaser to get people <laughs> to listen to the next show? It's a, it's a teaser. Ah, all right. Very good, then. So, uh, with nothing else to say about the Passholder Night, today being May 1st, Disney released a ton of information over the last two days. Uh, whether it be from Toy Story Land or God knows what else ever happened because I didn't pay attention today. So I'm going to throw it over to Jeff and let him talk about the news around the world in the last 24 or 48 hours. So take <laughs> it away, Jeff. Yeah, we're recording this on uh, May 1st. And guess what? It's, it's like, you know, uh, Blogger Central is the 30th anniversary of the Hollywood Studios going down right as we speak. In fact, live as we're doing this recording, they're doing that new show. Um, uh, yada yada yada. I can't remember. I wrote it down, but I forgot. Um, World of Animation, a new projection show at um, um, in front of the uh, Chinese theater. So, uh, it looked, I watched it by the way while you were talking. <laughs> it looks pretty cool. Uh, I think I think we announced this uh, last couple weeks. They're not taking. They're not killing off the other two shows, the Star Wars show and the tribute to the movies, which I can't remember the name of that one either. It's Cinemagic. Cinemagic. Thank you. Uh, they're not killing those off. Uh, so it's it's just going to be rotating. Um, um, so I think every night they might just be playing all three. In fact, uh, according to the timetable I saw. Uh, but this animation uh, show looks pretty dang cool. Um, Definitely going to try to check it out in, uh, in two weeks when we're there, uh, for sure. Uh, but the another big thing that happened today, because it's May 1st, uh, smoking ban and stroller restrictions going into effect. Yeah, that that's a really big thing, because we were there yesterday. It's weird to think that I was in Disney yesterday, and <laughs> yeah. now I'm now I'm welcome, here. And it's, welcome to my world. It feels like it's rainy. You're back yeah. at home. <laughs> right. Um and there are people with the full-sized, you know, princess stroller carriage thing, princess carriage stroller thing, that are now definitely too big. And there was no signage on the ground. There was no, hey, this change is coming. But I do believe yesterday they started slipping notices under doors at certain hotel. Well, I probably at all the hotel rooms saying, hey, this change is coming. But that's kind of late in the game for some of these people that may have booked these strollers, you know, six months in advance. Yeah, I know. That's, and what that's do they tough. do then? They're SOL, basically, right? Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Honestly, I feel bad for the smokers more. As a, as a former smoker, um, 
you're asking somebody to not do something. I mean, it's listen, it's it's hard to uh, if you are a smoker, it's hard to go all day without a cigarette. I've been there. I've quit for almost ten years now, um, but I did smoke for a long time, and um, you know, I I personally think there still should be some smoking areas in the parks. Um, I think they've done a pretty good job of keeping them kind of far away. Um, I understand how times are changing and all that stuff, but there is still a big foreign presence in Walt Disney World, and a lot of the world still smokes, and it's still yeah. socially acceptable to smoke. Um, so really, all you're doing is kind of like in if it's sad, but you know what's going to happen is they're going to um, it's going to be encouraging like smoking behind like buildings and oh, this yeah. and that. Be- yeah, um, I know. For example, when I did smoke. Um, going to Mets games or Yankees games, uh, the New York City Clean Air Act, you couldn't smoke in Yankee Stadium or in Shea Stadium. And like, you couldn't even like go outside to smoke. It was like, what? So like I said, to put patches on to like try to get myself through the, through the game. So <laughs> I, I actually, I feel bad for people that do smoke because it is still part of our culture. It's still mm-hmm. legal to do. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's hard to tell somebody, you know, who has an addiction to nicotine, whatever, like, hey, you can't do this anymore. Um, well, so. imagine like, Hey, you can't have coffee or any type of caffeine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, real, it's, it's it's honestly the same thing. And like, I know smoking. Like, listen, I'm I'm not gonna be a hypocrite. I used to do it, but I know it, it does smell. And, and you know, some people don't like the secondhand smoke. But I mean, Disney's I think has done a pretty good job with putting the smoking areas far. But I know, like, for example, I know the one in the Tomorrowland is going away because of all the Tron constructions. So I think they're they're having a hard time moving them around now. So, um, well, did, they may be running out of space. Yeah, that's true. Now, too. Joe, what what did you use to smoke? Was it uh, brisket? Was it you know pork? <laughs> and also, I did smoke as uh, Parliament Ultralights as my uh, oh, as my fancy. jam. So. Um, there's another there's another comment. Now, you had mentioned the New York City Clean Air Act. Um, within the past couple of years, the the Buffalo Bills banned all tobacco products from uh, Ralph Wilson Stadium or whatever they call it, New Era Field. Um, so. They banned smoking in the stadium a couple of years ago, and what they had found was people were, were hiding the, the smoking even more. Um, they were doing it wherever the heck they wanted, and, and they were making every effort to hide the fact that they were doing it. Um, so within the last couple of years, it turned into no tobacco products at all. You can't bring cigarettes in. You can't bring um, chew or dip, chew or dip, or, or e-cigs or whatever. Well, I don't think those were ever really allowed. Uh, um, but it, it, Disney has not taken that step. Is that correct? No, no. I mean, look, with, with, with smokeless tobacco. Yeah, I don't think so. But, no, I, I mean, mean with banning all tobacco. No, they haven't. Yeah, it's no smoking, but not no tobacco. Right. I just, I'm more, I'm worried honestly about the cast members. Like, they're just oh, putting yeah. cast members in a crazy spot to, you know. Yeah. So. But we, we were like, for instance, our last trip, uh, we were um, wandering around. Um, pop, uh, no, sorry, out of animation, just exploring. Uh, there's a dude vaping uh, out on the uh, uh, the front of the building, waiting for his uh, Uber or whatever. And you know, a cast member had to come over and tell him, you know, hey, there's no vaping out here or smoking or vaping. And and he was just he was so irate. So yeah, I feel bad for the cast members. You know, they're basically just following the they're the you know the middleman or whatever, so to speak. The first line of defense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it, it it's tough. Um, you know. I, I work for a corporation that they they threw down the gauntlet and said by the end of this year there will be no tobacco products on on any other uh, campuses or whatever. So yeah, that's a that's a big step. I mean, they didn't even start to the no banning smoking thing. They just literally just said no tobacco products 100%. So 
yeah, I don't know how they're going to enforce that kind of stuff, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I It always takes me out of my element to walk through smoke. Uh, I have a whole family that smokes, so I, I'm not going to complain too much when it, when it guards to that, but um, in fact, this summer I have a sister who's, you know, a chain smoker that I had to break the news to her gently because <laughs> um, I'm kind of hosting her and uh, uh, this this year. But she she seemed to take it in stride. She wasn't mad or anything. I mean, she just she doesn't she usually doesn't like to slow down the entire group's trip anyway. So usually she's just kind of going with the flow, and you know she might skip a few rides or whatever to to get a smoke in. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's 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 crazy. We'll see how it goes, but. Um, I heard basically, and and I kind of tend to, to agree with this. I think uh, I've heard on other podcasts that they think it's part of this uh, Stardust uh, project where Disney's trying to figure out ways to open up spaces in their parks because of the uh, uh, the ramping up of uh, of uh, crowd levels. Uh, it's happening rapidly before our eyes, you know. Um, so they're trying to figure out ways of, of having creating more space in the parks, and that's you know that's that's an easy it's a, a low hanging fruit as far as management's concerned is let's get those smoke sections back or whatever. Um, anyway, uh, that yeah. So the the loose ice thing was another uh, footnote of that deal, which was kind of weird. But I heard something about that, and I I didn't even think about this angle, but. Uh, they said it was just a lawsuit waiting to happen. Um, so it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you can't bring in outside loose ice. Um, blame, the, blame the lawyers. Yeah, pretty much. Loose uh, ice or dry ice. Right. And the dry ice kind of makes sense anyway. I mean, if you're, it's pretty damn dangerous. But uh, um, anyway, uh, you know, the 30th is going down as we speak today. There's all kinds of uh, festivities, but that, uh, that projection show was pretty cool. I actually got the. It's wonderful world of animation, by the way. That's what it's called. Um, new logo. New logo was revealed this morning on the uh, live blog uh, uh, streaming they were doing for Hollywood Studios. It's uh, it's getting. I, I don't even want to say it's getting mixed reviews. I haven't heard any positive <laughs> reviews about it uh, from the fans. Of course, we we're all kind of following uh, a pretty uh, um, aggressive fandom. Uh, we're, we're we're not really getting a full uh we're the niche market yeah definitely so you know you take a look at the the new logo if you see it it's 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 very different i mean it's not what we're used to seeing but that also goes hand in hand with they they had a little panel uh with the media that everybody a lot of people vlogged you can go see it but they gave a little more details of mickey and he's runaway railway you know since in the last month they've announced it's officially being delayed until next year, and it's going in Disneyland in by 2022 uh, in Toontown over there. But they one of the cool things that that came out of this panel or this media event was uh, they they revealed the dynamic um, logo or dynamic uh, marquee uh, for the ride, and it, it's pretty cool looking. I mean, I have to admit, I mean, it'll be interesting to see it. Bl- uh, you know. Uh, 30 40 feet tall on in front of the Chinese theater I know we're all kind of old old school with that but um, but at least it looks kind of cool it looks kind of old old school uh, marquee style like with the with the um, um, oh shoot the neon um, it reminds me of the, the office episode where um, 
what's her face uh, says she's got I'll have my neon guy look at it whatever anyway um, but then some other odd odd uh, stuff they announced uh, there was the, Disney's all about the snacks <laughs> they they know they know where we're where we're all coming from so uh, it's interesting how Disney World in the last five years has totally ramped up their uh, unique snack offerings um, they know that, that was a big that's a successful uh, thing in Disneyland it's always uh, been a big point of concern for Disneyland versus Disney World fans uh, Disney World always seemed to be very generic on their snacks uh, Disneyland always because it's mostly a, a locals park Disneyland they always had to come up with some very unique snacks to get people in the door and kind of change things up quite a bit um, so Disney World no, I've noticed in the last definitely in the last two years have ramped up their unique snack offerings and today they announced all these crazy snacks that are coming out in the next six weeks starting today in fact um, so you can go look up all these vlogs but there's all kinds of crazy donuts and creative sundays that are coming out it's, it, I mean I don't know it's, I'll, I'll check some of them out they look pretty cool um, but uh that that was pretty much it. Uh, the other, the other. Oh no, the 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 big news was uh, yesterday it came out. Uh, the table service coming to Toy Story Land called Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Um, it looks like everybody's kind of guessing where it's going to go, but it, the way they describe it, it's uh, going to be uh, set up like it's. Um, I've heard like a cardboard box. Yeah. Like yeah, like and toy, like you're still shrunk, like your toys. So it's cardboard box size. I was trying to think of the kid's name. What, what's the kid's name again? Uh, Andy. Andy. Um, yeah, set up like Andy set up this restaurant. Um, you know, with uh, cutouts and, and whatnot. Uh, it seems like everybody's pretty pumped about this. I haven't heard anybody kind of negative about it. I mean, heck, it's getting out of the freaking, uh, you know side of the sun that Toy Story Land is so anything indoors would be is well welcomed for sure um, but I don't know we'll have to see uh, it, they don't there's not much detail about it like where exactly and and uh, we know it's gonna serve uh, some sort of barbecue <laughs> of some kind but if it's if it's one of those deals where it's limited seating I mean we're gonna are we gonna be back to that whole uh, fighting for a ADR for the <laughs> the uh, barbecue restaurant or what but uh yeah probably probably you know it be, basically uh, how how what was the last time you guys went to sci-fi dine-in um I, I went maybe two years ago i'm not a big fan of uh five or five or six years ago okay yeah, i'm not well, a big fan of sci-fi okay so i don't know if you ever try to get in but we my family loves to, to kind of wind kind of check it out and wind down it's it's uh, and it, obviously air conditioning helps, but my family likes likes that restaurant a lot. Well, we try to go, we try to grab one. Granted, we don't try six months out, but we usually try, you know, a couple weeks out or whatever. Uh, we never we never can get it, so it's super always super busy. It's very popular, um, and so it's not be our guest popular, but it's still it's something you better plan months in advance if you want to like check this out. And so I got a feeling this restaurant's going to be very similar. You better be, you know, on your be be on your A game planning wise at least, which is tough because I mean you don't. It, it's it's taken all the fun out of a Disney World trip. So I mean, you know, you were really lucky, fortunate, uh, Chuck, 
Your your wife is uh, coming off of her uh, travel agent uh, uh, tour of Knowledge. duty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm sure she like had it all uh, uh, locked down and a lot of stuff because you're there two oh, weeks. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we we do it for friends and family all the time. So it's just part of our culture. But somebody that's just kind of winging it, now nah, you may not get into any of these restaurants. So yeah, that that's a fair point. And like you said, like with, with Heather just coming off her travel agent tour of duty, um, <laughs> the, anything that we wanted, we had. And if we didn't, we just went up to the bar. Yeah. Well, well, well the, not the bar, but the, well, yes, the bar. Um, but like guys are, uh, boathouse. There was a day that we wanted to go to boathouse. There was no way we were getting a reservation before 10. We went right up to the bar, sat down and we were in and out within an hour. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Uh, the only other thing I, I want to point out, and it's not news and we don't, that's fine with us because we're not really a news podcast. We like to talk about rumors too. And WDWNT announced this, some rumor um, about a. I want to get the wording just right. I uh, lost it. A generic black box uh, attraction coming to Hollywood Studios in the future. Um, and I've talked about this in the past, and I've always wondered why Disney doesn't do something like this. Uh, to me, it seems like a, a slam dunk. So basically, the idea would be, think like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, a trackless ride of some sort. And basically, uh, you just have a bunch of video-based uh, uh, rooms. And you go in and out of these video-based rooms or whatever, you know. Uh, if you have these IPs pop up, like let's say this this latest uh, Aladdin movie's coming out or whatever. And, and Disney finds out, oh my gosh, uh, everybody loves this Aladdin movie um, even more than the original movie. Uh, maybe even like the Beauty and the Beast, how popular Beauty and the Beast, the uh, live-action version was. Um, Disney can kind of react on that really fast and maybe throw some uh, different projections uh, based on that movie. And then it can only maybe it's only there six months to a year, and then you rotate it out to the next big thing that happens. Um, anyway, something that's versatile. Um, that's the rumor, and the sad part is I'm trying to figure out Disney's not about the. I don't see them building a brand new uh, structure for something like this. Um, but the sad part is I got a gut feeling that it would go in something like rock and roller coaster, or, you know. Uh, something like that because it takes up a big footprint so anyway it's a rumor who knows uh, we're still still waiting on our uh, Monsters Inc. coaster so <laughs> that's been around for about 15 years I think so anyway um, you know that's all the, the major news uh, worth telling um, as far as it happened in the last week but uh, no I'm pumped to get down there in two weeks and, and have a good Mickey Dudes meetup I won't be there. That's sad. It is, but I was just there for two weeks, so <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm all that sad. I mean, I'm sad I'm going to miss you guys. I, I did get to spend, you know, quite a bit of time with uh, with Pat and Dave and, and obviously you, Joe, uh, while I was there, so that was a, a nice change. Well, um, I'm, in, I'm impressed that it, 
is Pat a real person? I mean, because I, I don't think. Yeah, he he is a real person. Um, he he does exist. I can confirm. He has <laughs> still not seen Phantasmic. <laughs> despite our best efforts. Um, and yeah. All right, I believe it. Uh, speaking uh, of that, though, he uh, <laughs> uh, he was throwing down some amazing uh, Joffrey's uh, videos on on Twitter. <laughs> oh God, yeah. It was just like, dude, we need you back. He's uh, yeah, he's just a, a consummate uh, professional. Uh, but I know he's on like medical. Yeah, thin he's ice on, the, on medical. The, the ninety day, the ninety day DL. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Sound like the on the pup list physically unable to perform yeah, he's just on the pup <laughs> right <laughs> that's the throwback to some uh fantasy football any um hey jeff i can i just swing back real quick the, yeah. out of all of the news you read like i was really disappointed in the logo i'm just gonna go back to that we discussed this before the show like i really hope that and i think they're not gonna change it but i i understand why they did what they did with the, the characters and i think somebody on our thread said they could interchange them um like you know, BB-8's in it, and Mickey and uh, Woody's in it. They probably rotate those characters out, like where they are in the logo, to if there's something new coming in. Um, but it's just like it just it doesn't have that iconic. Like for example, the Magic Kingdoms had the same logo forever. Epcot, I know Epcot's on its second rendering of the logo, and people mostly like the original logo. And you and the amount of merchandise they sell with that iconic font and. I just think they really missed a really big opportunity here. Like, I would have loved to, this is what I would have loved to have seen them incorporate. Like, Disney's gonna have its own. Disney's always gonna look like Disney, like the signature, right? But they could have. I mean, like the big thing of Hollywood Studios now is Galaxy's Edge, right? You yeah. could have taken, like, and I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. Everybody knows I've kind of like caught up on them. I've watched them like once essentially, but like they have like that kind of font that like you'll see in a lot of like the movies. You'll see it in Star Tours, like that kind of. Um, Jeff, help me out here. Like, it's a, I don't know what the language is, whatever, but you know, it's like that Star Wars kind of font. They kind yeah. of incorporated that into the logo with a little bit of the Hollywood Studios logo, or like a little bit of that with Art Deco. There's, they could have did so many different things like that. And it just, it was very just kind of like Ariel Twelve. You know, like I just think they left so much on the table that they could have done with. Like they could, you know, they could have. It's such a, this is the biggest anticipation of something opening that. I think anybody can remember. I mean, they're altering park rules for how popular this is going to be, you know, like how people are going to get in and, you know, they're building not one, but two of them, like they said at D23 and right. they just, they missed, I think they missed a really big opportunity here with what they could have done with it because unless the Disney fans are, are, we're purists at heart. We look at the small details of things and even little things like, a, like when they announced the new Epcot, you know, the Epcot, you know, the new entrance is going to look like people went nuts that they bring it back to the old logo, possibly that it was in the artist rendering. And like, we love little detail at that and a new logo that would really would have hit the spot that could have sold a ton of merchandise an opportunity lost. I think, uh, um, I mean, I understand why they did it with the characters, but they really, you know, this is an opportunity that, that they could have really capitalized on. Yeah. There's, there's no telling. There's, there's so many different layers that this stuff has to go through. I just got a feeling uh, somebody probably did some numbers and said, you know, new logo equals this much money for people buying new merchandise. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't know if it's that deep or not. Also, they they just show a still shot of the entrance, 
uh, with this logo. I'm wondering because when they revealed the logo, it was dynamic. Um, I wonder if the new sign will be dynamic, like little inset video screens. That's uh, a very good point. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, just thinking that. Yeah. So we'll we'll have to see about that, but uh, you know, they got to trademark all this stuff. So uh, whatever they come up with, they may be dancing around other trademarks. Who knows? I mean, maybe this is some the way they set it out that maybe it is trademarkable. Who knows? But uh, uh, I haven't heard any positive stuff about it. But it just came out this morning, so who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> maybe it'll grow on us. I guess. So you know, like. Chuck said earlier, we're we're definitely a niche. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we're the I one percenters. I think we're the niche of the niche. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, we're we're probably one percenters here. So I don't know. So anyway, that that's all I got. Uh, we, we probably uh, it's probably about time to wrap it up. Yeah, you know, it it is about time to wrap it up. Uh, you know, I, I think happily ever after just ended at Magic Kingdom, as I would have been seeing yesterday or two days ago but with that being said uh let's take us out so joe where can people find you on the internet sure they could find me uh on twitter at joe quat j-o-e-q-u-a-t-t they could also find me over at the resortloop.com dvc roundtable show and like we just said before uh myself and a bunch of the mickey dudes will be down at the walt disney world resort uh may 10th through the 12th so uh, hit us up on twitter and uh, come meet up with us. We'll be a bunch of us will be down there to uh, meet up and have a good time. Meet up with some of our listeners. So, and Jeff, where can people find you? You can find me at braindud92 on Twitter. I'm braindu b r a i n d e w on Instagram. And uh, maybe occasionally um, I will post uh, a picture on there about once every uh, six months. So I'm not too good on that, but I'll catch up with the the kids one of these days. Catch up with the kid. What? The kids on his, on the Instagrams. Oh, on the Instagram, yes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you could find me on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the Chat, and you could find all of us on Facebook.com at the Mickey Dudes or Twitter at the Mickey Dudes, and I want to say Instagram's the Mickey Dudes podcast. Just search Mickey Dudes. Yeah, just search the Mickey Dudes. It can't the be that Mickey many Dudes. of us. Yeah. The Mickey Dudes, yes. All plural. Well. No, just the word dudes is plural. Anyways, uh, with that being said, everyone, thank you for joining us this week, and we hope you have a fantastic week. And, uh, Jeff, any final words? Have a magical day, Mm. week. Uh, Have a magical time. Have a magical evening. Have a very good time evening. (laughs) Deuces. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.